Hello again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 765. If you'd like to have a copy of it, Sharon will tell you how at the end of the program. Just let us know whether you want a CD or an audio tape. Uh, they're free, including the postage and handling. Uh, we've got um, a continuation of the book of Revelation. I'm in chapter 11 now, so you can get your Bible all set. And we have some, uh, I've got some songs and letters. But right now, let's pray, Father, that you will anoint me, that whatever it is that you want said in this message today, that it will be that you will pipe it through me. I know that uh, there were like a couple of golden pipes that uh, were pulling things out of me up to the throne, and then there was another pipe coming down into me that was showing me hundreds, it seemed like millions of answers of questions. And after that happened, I, even though I was a young Christian, I had confidence uh, primarily to, uh, I was enlightened as never before in my entire life. I was uh, able to have confidence to have Susie as my wife. Uh, that was in the dream a vision that you gave me about being married to her. And um, she was. Uh, she had received a dream also from you uh, all night long of us being married. But um, the proof of that it was of you, Lord, is that we have, uh, through us, you have triggered off a worldwide revival everywhere in the world. And it's getting bigger and stronger every day. This shows uh, in the devil and his government, his cults, and uh, the false prophet and the um, all the different powers of Satan have done everything that they know how to do to try to stop us, and we're unstoppable. Uh, so therefore, I know that uh, we are the ones that you've called in these last days to do the mighty things that we have done. Lord, um, I pray that you will heal the sick and that you will raise people from the dead. Everyone in the world is dead in their sins and trespasses. And Lord, I pray that you'll raise them from the dead on this broadcast that you'll use uh, me in a very special, supernatural, a very special way to cause this to come about. Rebuke Satan. Bless us. In Jesus' name I pray that souls may be saved and the church given power over the beast. In Jesus' name I pray and everyone says amen. Amen. All right, now, um, here's a song that I did uh, a while ago. It's called You Can't Take It With You. Traffic in a turmoil by the sidewalk Somewhere someone left to meet their face other people stand around and just talk When they could do more than just debate 
Everybody's sweating about the dollar Yelling penny saves his penny How's it gonna help them when they holler If it sends them to a place to burn You can't take it with you where you're going There's no place to spend it either way You might as well get satisfaction knowing Someone had a little brighter day Help somebody turn a tear to laughter Peace on return along your way There's no social standings in hereafter Everybody dies the same old way You can't take it with you where you're going There's no place to spend it either way You might as well get satisfaction nowhere Someone had a little brighter day When you help somebody before you Shuck the Lord now, don't you know? Helping others can be fun to feel Cause you can't take it with you when you go No, you can't take it with you when you go Praise the Lord. Well, you can't take anything with you. I mean, you might as well spend your youth serving the Lord because um, the spirit of Antichrist is the spirit of blasphemy. The spirit of Antichrist is the spirit of the beast. And uh, when people get so full of ego and pride which is blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, they go mad, they go insane, like you see the government insane today. It drove Nebuchadnezzar insane. It drove him mad. And God sent him out into the field to uh, eat grass like an ox or a cow. And because he was so full of pride and arrogance that he really thought that everything that he had came from himself. Now, today you see all kinds of people on television and everywhere. Everybody thinks they know everything. And if you don't know God, you don't know anything at all. If you don't know these things, that you're actually filled full of ego. Even people, they oh, I have the best recipe. I have the best. I want to teach you. I'm a teacher. I am full of pride. I'm full of ego. I'm full of arrogance. And what good is your recipes going to do when you stand before the Lord? 
Well, I'm the best basketball, football, baseball person in the world. I ate so many home runs, and yeah, I took some vitamins, I took some uh, steroids, and I'm just, I'm this, and if you want, you know, when I retire, what I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, teach young kids uh, to have the same kind of ego I do, the same kind of blasphemy in my, in their hearts, because what is important in this world is uh, my, well, what I know, and what I know, I know, and nobody else knows it but me, and so therefore I got the right to be a teacher. I'm full of blasphemy. I'm full of uh, pride in what I do. Well, what good is it that you know how to play basketball, football, uh, baseball? You know how to box. Uh, you know you have recipes. You, you know the news. Uh, you're fed the news. You're given what you're supposed to read. Uh, you have a good speaking voice. Oh, you have a great singer. You're a great singer. You're going to be somebody one of these days. You don't know you're going to be uh, just full of your pride and arrogance because people are pumping uh, the... Uh, Beast, the Antichrist, is pumping these things into your head that you're really somebody. But the Lord says that he resists those that are blasphemers, full of pride. Uh, the uh, Antichrist, the devil himself, I said in heaven, I will be like God. I'll be the one to teach everybody everything. I'll teach them how to be evil. Now, I know how to make people evil more than anybody in the world. Now, if you want to have, uh, get into sensuality, you want to become real kinky and all kinds of these crazy kooky things, I'm the one that can teach you. And this is Satan, and he's insane. Uh, anything other than the Lord is insanity. The people say, what's normal? Well, really, bottom line, uh, normality uh, or uh, the opposite of insanity is to re humble yourself before God and accept him as your personal savior and then do what he says because he's the only one that really knows uh, everything and he knows that what you're doing is wrong but let's get into chapter 11 here I'm going to start again I did two verses yesterday and there was given me a rod, John said, John the Revelator, John who wrote uh, the book of John, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John in the book of Revelation. The Lord gave him these things. And there was given me, I didn't have the rod myself like everybody in the world says, I know it all. I, I, I have a reed. No, he said he was given a reed. He was humble, uh, like unto a rod. And the angel stood saying it wasn't me i just learned this of myself the angel stood before me and told me these things i didn't know these things any more than you people do before i tell you what the lord told me you don't know anything i don't know anything and i'm humble i know that i don't know anything without the lord i never knew anything at all even though people thought i was a genius at promotion and publicity and things like that. Still, I knew that I was bitter and I was full of hatred before I was saved, before the Lord talked to me and told me about heaven and hell. And that uh, he said that I had an ego when he gave me uh, Susie. Uh, he, I, I says, Lord, no, she's smarter than me. And he said, that's good for your ego. 
That's good for your pride. Well, I didn't know I had pride. Well, I had pride and ego that I was a good promoter and a, a, a person that really knew how to sell things. But I surely was humbled when the Lord would tell me things because I know that God knows everything and I don't know anything next to him. I, I'm humbled before him. And all the rest of you are uh, pumped up by the false things that you've been taught in schools, uh, by the Antichrist government and the media. Why, you can be anything you want. Well, the only thing that you really should want is to be a Christian and have the knowledge and the wisdom and understanding of God in you. Because without that, you don't have anything. Okay, sport. Now, and there was given me a reed uh, like unto a rod, a measuring stick. And the angel stood saying, rise. Now, he didn't get, he didn't rise by himself. He followed what the angel said because he's humble. Well, the measuring stick and the rod is uh, the Bible. Because we can measure, if we look into it, we can measure how uh, big we are in the eyes of God or how uh, full of pride we are or how full of uh, meekness we have before God by reading the Word of God. And the Bible is not to be um, learned to give you some false impression of yourself that you know all this, all these things, and and that you got it of yourself. You don't know anything. And there's hundreds of millions of messages from the Word of God. I told you everything uh, that you know. I've taught you everything that you know about God, and uh, but I didn't teach you everything I know. I know that there's millions more messages that I could bring to you that would... Um, that were, are geared to humble you, to show you that you didn't know these things before. And so you're taking notes and you're uh, doing all these things because you're going to try to remember these things. Uh, so uh, the main uh, thrust here is uh, become meek. And then God will, the more meek you come before God and the more humble you are, uh, the Lord will take you away from madness, insanity. Because when you're filled full of uh, your own pride or blasphemy, you're lost. Uh, you can't uh, grasp on you. are insane. You're uh, always troubled. You're always worried. You're always grasping at a, a reed, trying to uh, settle yourself down. You're just, you're trying to learn things so fast. But uh, you keep forgetting them so fast because you want to break out of the bag and say, I'm the one who learned all this on my own. I know it. I know I'm as much as God. I am like the Most High God. I know all these things when, in fact, you're very mad. You're insane by thinking such things as that. And you have to receive that and become humble and meek before the Lord in order for the Lord to be able to take you away from your insanity, your shakiness, your fearfulness of that you don't know everything.
Why, the Lord knows you don't know everything. He knows what you are. He knows you're blind and wretched and naked and that you're poor. And he wants you to learn and learn it good, learn it well, very well, so that you never forget. So he's given, uh, he says, the rod and the angel stood saying, and I listened to him. Because I don't think I know at all, even though I know who Antichrist is, because the Lord showed that to me as well. So the angel uh, told him to rise and measure the temple of God. Now, we are the temple of God. Well, how can we measure with a measuring stick the temple of God? Because the measuring stick here is the Bible. And we can read the Bible and see the way that people are acting and saying things and doing things. And we can tell that they're full of their own self. They're full of pride. In other words, full of blasphemy. Insanity. Anybody that blasphemes God, uh, anyone that uh, thinks they know and that they don't need to humble themselves. They're crazy, insane. So he says, rise and measure the temple of God. Okay, we read the Bible. We know what the Bible says. And then we measure people. And they come into the church and they say, I don't believe that this church is of the Lord. Uh, I believe that I'll just come in with my own doctrine. Well, what happens when they do that in my church is they wind themselves out side. Uh, we have uh, the bouncers pick them up, uh, or if they will walk out without going into a fit, we take them outside and tell them, goodbye, goodbye. You're coming here to learn, not to teach. All right? And so if they don't do that, I, you know, they're not coming in the church anymore. And the altar, which is the heart of people, and them that worship therein, in the churches, in the temple. Okay, well, there's temple, but we are the temple of God. And you're worshiping inside the temple of God because God is in you, and so you're worshiping him in you. Hallelujah. Amen? Okay, verse 2. But the court which is without this angel is instructing John, the humble one, he's only written, this will be the fifth book of the Bible, and he measures the temple, and the angel says, leave out. He says, uh, but the court which is without, in other words, which is outside the temple, leave, don't measure it. Because they've already been measured. They're lost. They're full of blasphemy. They've got blasphemy on their foreheads. They're marked with blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, which is unforgiven here in this world. And outside the world, they're nothing. They're chaff. They're going to be burnt. Leave them out. Don't even bother with them. Don't bother with them. And measure. So, the, But the court, which is without uh, outside the temple... Uh, leave it out uh, and measure it uh, not, for it is given unto the Gentiles, the unbelievers. And the holy city shall they tread underfoot 
40 and 2 months. Well, what is the holy city? Well, we are the spiritual Israel. And our city is the kingdom of heaven. The holy city, really, that we're going to be in forever. This is, we're talking spiritual things now. Is the kingdom of God. So they're going to tread it under. 40 and 2 months. Well, how can they tread it under? Because they're persecuting the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is within. The holy city is within the temple. I mean, all the temples of the Lord. And then he says, um, God says, And I will give power unto my two witnesses, and they shall prophesy a thousand two hundred and three score days clothed in sackcloth. Uh, being clothed in sackcloth, that means they're fasting. Because when you're uh, fasting, uh, that is, you get down in sackcloth and you really start doing business with God. You really start praying to him so that you can prophesy properly, that you're not teaching anybody any garbage, anything that is really not the word of God. Okay, these are my two uh, witnesses. And I'll give power unto them, my two witnesses, though they don't have power already, but he's going to give them more power. And they shall prophesy. These are the two humble ones, a thousand two hundred and three score days clothed in sackcloth. So they're wearing sackcloth, they're fasting. These are the two olive trees and the two candlesticks standing before the God of the earth. Well, the God of the earth is the devil. So I'm going to show you where these two are mentioned in the Old Testament. That's amazing, you know how this. So we turn to the book of Zechariah. So that I can show you that unless you know the Old Testament, you can't really know and understand the New Testament. And so we're in the fourth chapter of Zechariah. Uh, so, first one says, And an angel, and the angel that talked with me, came again and waked, awakened me, woke me up, as a man that is oh, woken up out of his sleep. Verse 2, And said unto me, What seest thou? And I said, I have looked, and uh, behold, a candlestick, all of gold, a real church, a church that preaches the entire word of God the way it really is, a candlestick, all of gold, with a bowl upon the top of it. Uh, it's filled, the bowl, and his seven lamps, Thereon, and seven pipes to the seven lamps which are upon the uh, the top thereof. 
Well, as, as I said, when uh, the Lord was showing me my wife, uh, he and uh, he started pulling. I didn't, I couldn't hardly believe that this was uh, God telling me to get married to her because I was just a new Christian. And I said, she's smarter than I am. And he, <laughs> this pipe that went up to him, it's a golden pipe, says, it's the truthfulness from my heart. I, I'm too young in the Lord, she, and she's smarter than I am. He said, this answer back in another golden pipe, this is good for your ego. And then more questions came out of my heart, and they were coming out so fast it was like a stream of questions, like a fire hose full of questions just shooting up hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of questions, and they were coming back, the answers so fast into me, through the other golden pipe into my spirit that I couldn't tell what it was, uh, what the answers were, anything they were coming, and it just seemed that I knew all these things. I felt comfortable that I was knowledgeable and had wisdom, but it said that we're, the Lord said in the last days he'd do a quick work, and so he did that with me. It would ordinarily take me forever to learn the things that he told me in just a short period of time. And here I was a young baby Christian. And verse 3, and two olive trees by it. One, uh, and in the book of Revelation he says, and these are my two olive trees. By these golden pipes in the bowl, the golden bowl. Now, one of these uh, gold, uh, one of these two olive trees, is one is upon the right side of the bowl, and the other upon the the left side uh, thereof of the bowl. Verse four. So I answered and spake to the angel that talked with me, saying, "What are these, my lord?" What are these uh, two olive trees and this bowl? Verse 5. Then the angel that talked with me, he, I don't know what they are, he said. I don't know what's gonna, what all this is. Then the angel that talked with me answered and said unto me, Knowest thou not what these be? And I said, No, my Lord. I'm not a know-it-all. I'm not like the basketball, football, baseball players, the ones that's got recipes, the ones that knows how to clean the house the best, the ones that know how to type the best, all this stuff. I, 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 I don't know, Lord. And I admit it. Teach me. And all right, whatever it is that you say so that the insane people on earth can have an opportunity to see what it is and so that they don't know these things and so the angel of the Lord wants uh, people to know because they didn't know before and there's no way that they could know and they can't really receive it if they're not spiritual anyway if they're carnal and they try to dissect the things that the Holy Spirit is telling the church and the people of the church, there's no possible way that they're going to be able to receive these things. They're too intelligent, you know. 
Well, I'm a computer person, and I made more money in the whole world because I'm a smart person. The smarter they are, the more filled with ego, arrogance, pride, blasphemy. Hard for them to receive the kingdom of heaven. Hard for them to receive the word of God, to receive salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ because they're so intelligent they push God away and they are like beasts this was the very thing that drove Nebuchadnezzar insane and the Lord put him out into the field he had his hair was matted and he got claws like of a giant bird And he was eating out there with the cows to show you how smart you are. And this is a man that had the biggest kingdom on earth, Babylon. Now, this is uh, not to be confused with Mystery Babylon. A Mystery Babylon is the Vatican. Uh, That uh, is mysterious. It's not like Babylon. Babylon, we know well about that. But uh, this uh, secret society of all these... uh, different phases of the Catholic cult. The mystery Babylon, the great. It's all over the world. The mysterious order of the Jesuits and so on. And I said, no, I don't know these things, my Lord. Verse 6, Then he answered and spake unto me, explaining what they were saying. This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might, not by how strong you are, you work out with the weights and you practice basketball, football, baseball, and boxing, not by that kind of thing, nor by power. By man's legs, or you can throw the javelin. Oh, you really good chunk of dirt. But by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Well, it's hard for you to grasp that because your ego, your arrogance, your pride, your blasphemies are so embedded into you. You know how to sow good, don't you? Oh, you're so full of pride. And this is what the Lord saith, the Lord of hosts. Verse 7. Who art thou, O great mountain, uh, before Zerubbabel? Thou shalt become a plain. You got a big nation there. You're so full of pride and blasphemy. You're going to get leveled. And he shall bring forth the headstone, which is Jesus. He's the cornerstone, the headstone of the entire body of Christ. There, with shoutings, crying, power, power unto it, power unto the Lamb, unto God. Not you weasels out there. You're nothing. You're going to die, these presidents, these kings, that do anything to get a position to where people can admire them and blow more smoke into them than uh, should be. 
Moreover, this is verse 8, the word of the Lord came unto me saying, verse 9, the hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this house. His hands shall also finish it, and thou shalt know that the Lord of hosts hath sent me unto you. We're talking about the house of the Lord. Those that believe like Zerubbabel, those that believe like every Christian, those that believe in Jesus. Now, verse 10, For who hath despised the day of small things? Well, we won't want to know about small things. We're uh, gods. We know everything. We're full of pride and blasphemy. Who has despised the day of small things? All these uh, smart alecks. For they shall rejoice and shall see the plummet in the hand of Zerubbabel with those seven. They are the eyes of the Lord, the seven spirits, the eyes of the Lord, which run to and fro through the whole earth. Verse 11. Then answered I and said unto him, I don't know, Lord, answer me. What are these two olive trees upon the right side of the candlestick and upon the left side thereof? Uh, these two olive trees, these two people of God that are on the left and right hand side of the church. Verse 12, And I answered again and said unto him, what be these two olive tree, uh, branches or trees which through the two golden pipes empty the golden oil out of themselves? Well, because they received from heaven the things, the golden oil, the Holy Spirit, uh, and uh, they empty themselves out. They teach people in the world the things which uh, the Holy Spirit have taught them. I'm changing pages here. Now, uh, verse 13. And he answered me and said, Knowest thou not what these be? And I said, No, my Lord, it's a mystery to me. <laughs> verse 14. Then said he, These are the two anointed ones that stand by the Lord of the world, whole earth. Um, so uh, one time it was uh, Christmas Day, and this Tyrus St. Clair, the one that fell behind the jukebox and saw a vision of hell, um, we're in a weird, very nice apartment soon I had. And I answered the phone, and it was her, and she said, Tony, 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 forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. And I says, for what? She said, because I'm jealous of you and Susie. Uh, I, I don't have a husband, 
and I was so jealous of you, and you're happy, and it's Christmas time, and you were, I saw you downtown buying gifts, uh, and for people, and, and you look so happy, and I'm, I'm jealous, and, uh, she says, the Lord, I says, well, how come you're telling me all these things? And she said, well, because she said, and she was so f- petrified. And she says, I saw the Lord when my eyes were wide open, had a huge golden altar come into my apartment. She lived in a very slummy area of Los Angeles. Well, she had a place and it was nice. And she was living in there with a, a little, uh, he was a uh, midget and he was blind, legally blind. And she says, the Lord put an altar a big golden altar down in front of me and you were standing on one side and you were all in gold and Susie was standing on the other side and he said, these are my two witnesses and you are a babbling fool. And she says, the Lord frightened me so much that I had to call you and ask for forgiveness. Let me talk to Sue. Do you forgive me? And I said, yeah. I said, okay, now let me talk to Sue. So I said, I covered the mouthpiece up and I said, Tyra, I uh, just saw a vision from the Lord and wants to talk to you about it. So uh, she said, yes, I forgive you, Tyra. I could hear her saying the same thing to her. And like Sue, it was not uh, full of pride. And either am I. I didn't even want to be a preacher or a teacher or anything. I just wanted to, I thought the Lord called me to send money, bring money into the church and to exalt uh, Susie because I knew she knew the Bible a lot more than I did. But anyway, and before Susie died, she told me that the Lord told me that I'm going to die and I'm going to be gone for quite a long time, quite some time. And she says, and then when people least expect it, God's going to raise me from the dead. And you and I are going to be the two witnesses. And we were told this by other people. And so another person stated they saw a vision. And I was sitting in a chair and Susie was standing behind me with her hands on my shoulders. And uh, uh, she says, uh, Know, uh, know you not that this is Enoch? And she says that I went to Sue after I saw this vision and I went up to her and said, do you know that Tony is actually Enoch or the spirit of Enoch is in him? Because Enoch has to come back and die. Because it's uh, appointed unto every man to die and after death comes to judgment. So Enoch and his wife are the two witnesses. This is what I got out of it. And uh, then I asked the Lord with all this. I said, Lord, the sky was just filled full of clouds. I said, Lord, if we are the two witnesses, make those clouds disappear. And they immediately vanished right from us. So there's, you know, a lot of different signs. I don't have time to go into because to me, I could care less if I was one of the two witnesses because they really have a rough road to hoe. <laughs> they, they don't have an easy life, you know. And um, uh, many times I just wish, you know, that I was a uh, person that um, was just a regular Christian. 
one that believes and then just uh, goes through life and then dies and then you're up in heaven. So verse 4, these are the two olive trees. This is Revelation now, chapter 11. These two witnesses, these are the two olive trees and the two candlesticks standing before the God of the earth. Why they call it, uh, why does the Lord call it the God of the earth? Because everybody worships him like God, the devil. And if any man will hurt them, fire proceedeth out of their mouth, which means the fiery word of God, and devoureth their enemies. And if any man will hurt them, he must in this manner be killed. So many times, uh, it's innumerable, I can't even count them all. People have risen up against us, and I pray to the Lord and say, Lord, stop them, save their souls so they know who we are. And all of a sudden, uh, Mr. Metters, who had Metters Motel in Alma, Arkansas, got cancer in his eyes. He was passing out false articles on us. And Susie uh, had cancer, and I had bad eyes, and so the Lord gave him cancer in the eyes. And the same thing happened with the judge that came against Susie and wanted her body that was in a coma to come out of the hospital, Oral Roberts Hospital in Tulsa, and to be taken into a courtroom to testify, and she she died the next day. Finally, uh, Dr. Hogue from Oral Roberts Hospital convinced this wicked judge there were two real tall marshals that came in with their boots on and all their regalia to pull Susie's bed out. And Dr. Hogue interceded, called the judge, and said she can't even live through the night. And finally the judge said, okay, well, we'll wait a couple more days. And she did die April the 8th in 1982. That's when this happened. Well, this judge caught cancer and died. And I called him up and I said, look, I understand you have cancer. If you need anything, just let me know. And we, I can send some of our men over there to run errands for you or whatever. And he says, no, Tony, you know, I'm not going to die. I have my church. You have yours and all. And so uh, he, the Lord killed him. So uh, if any man, or of course that means any human, will hurt them, fire proceeded out of their mouth, I pray to God, and devoureth their enemies, and the Lord will devour you. And, and it's been proven many times, and if any man will hurt them, he must in this manner be killed. Verse 6. These have power to shut heaven. And I've demonstrated that I do have that power from God. This is extraordinary power. That it reign not in the days of their prophecy. And have power over waters. To turn them into blood. And to smite the earth with all plagues. Every kind of plague that there is. As often as they will. Well, why would we want 
to cause plagues on the earth because if a city has turned against us like uh, Nashville, Tennessee, and uh, the government uh, is uh, where the IRS was in that city, well, then God is going to pour out plagues on them. But I'm glad um, there's so many things to tell about that. Verse 7, And when they shall have uh, finished their testimony, the beast, this arrogant bastard, this uh, modern-day Nebuchadnezzar, the Antichrist, that ascendeth out of the bottomless pit, shall make war against them, and shall actually overcome them and kill them. And their dead body shall be in the street of the great city, which spiritually is called Sodom and Egypt. It's spiritually called that, but it's not really. But it's, it's more reality than the actual carnal, where also our Lord was crucified. Well, the Lord was crucified here on earth and by the same demonic uh, spirit, but Satan tripped himself up on that one because Christ came to die, and if he would have come down from the cross, there wouldn't be any salvation for any of us. So that worked out very well. Verse 9, And they of the people and kindreds and tongues and nations shall see their dead bodies three days and a half, and shall not suffer their dead bodies to be put in graves. They want to see them deteriorate before their eyes. They hate them so much. And they that dwell upon the earth shall rejoice over them, over their dead bodies, and make merry, and shall send gifts one to another. They make a big holiday out of this, because these two prophets of the Lord tormented them that dwell on earth. We tell people, you have to be perfect to get into heaven. You can't get into heaven. You're going to hell in the lake of fire. That just torments them. And it torments them that we tell them that uh, all you have is ego. It's a fairy tale. It's like uh, you believe in uh, Porky the Pig and uh, cartoons, and you think of yourself as more than you are. You're nothing. That they don't like. Verse 11 and after three days and a half, the spirit of life, the Holy Spirit of life from God entered into them, and they stood up upon their feet, and great fear fell upon them which saw them. And everybody in the world sees it because uh, it's being seen on television. Verse 12, And they heard a great voice, from heaven, saying unto them, Come up hither! And they ascended up to heaven in a cloud, and their enemies beheld them. Well, come up. They saw these two witnesses go up into heaven just as Jesus did in a cloud. 
they rose from the dead, and that this is to prove to people that, of course, Jesus, the God come in the flesh, uh, rose from the dead and was ascended into heaven. Now, all the people in the world will see this so that they don't think it's a fairy tale anymore. It's not some cleverly devised fable. They're going to see it all. They're going to behold these two witnesses entering into heaven. Verse 13. And the same hour was there a great earthquake, and the tenth part of the city fell. And in the uh, earthquake were slain of men seven thousand, and the rem and the remnant were affrighted, and gave glory to the God of heaven, and also the God of these two witnesses, these two uh, golden candlesticks, these two golden pipes, that they talk through the pipes to the Lord, and the Lord talks down through the pipes unto them. Not you. Not you, basketball player, typist, lackey. Not you lackeys, but to these two. All those that uh, don't observe God or give creed, uh, honor to him, you're lackeys. You're nothing, you stink. And you putos, you putos, you homosexuals and lesbians, maybe some of you will be frightened enough to repent. Who knows? I doubt it. Well, anyway, our time, I'm going to have to uh, read some letters now. So where's the first letter from? We're out of time at this moment, but so far as more. This and we'll take this up in, uh, tomorrow. Go from, ahead. From Eldoret, Kenya, Africa, says we are very we are really grateful for the Lord's gracious work by His faithful servant Tony Alamo, who is of great blessings and encouragement to us in the Lord. We've shared the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ with the lost people who are captive to various yokes and of bondage by your literature, Dry Bones, which not only delivered many souls from these yokes, but as well brought them to the light of the knowledge of Jesus Christ as Lord and Messiah. We run a street boys program, Gamongo Rehabilitation Center, which reaches out unto the hardened hearts of the young people ostracized by the society from diverse addictions. Currently, our center houses 28 such young people who have received the message of God's great love unto them, the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. Bibles are urgently needed. The center's main objective is to train these young people, reforming them by the power of God's love to live unto his glory, besides offering them basic courses, tailoring, carpentry, sculpting, and painting to prepare them responsible and self-reliant people in life. But unfortunately, the greatest setback confronting us is the lack of Bibles. In fact, currently we use a very old, worn-out Gideon's version, the only one available. Beloved, it's in this respect we hereby do appeal for your urgent intervention that in the gesture of Christian love you consider assisting us to acquire some Bibles. Thanks, Pastor H. Hakoni from Eldoret, Kenya, Africa. All right. Now, do we have a semi-short one? Yes. It could be a little longer than short. From Ondo State, Nigeria. Dear Evangelist Alamo, I listened to your powerful message on Radio Africa, and it really helped me a lot in my conversion. Please send me one holy Bible and literature. I hope you would send me one Bible. May God bless you always. Yours sincerely, Sola from Ondo State, Nigeria. 
All right, praise the Lord. Well, it's time for you to be united to this God, of the God of heaven, the God of heaven and earth, the God of everything. Uh, he's even the God over Satan because he's going to, he said, if you do what I say, you'll go to heaven. If you don't do what I say, you go to hell. So whichever way you do, it's the God's way. He lets you decide where you're going to spend eternity. And he said, uh, accept me and you go to heaven. Reject me. And if you say, well, I'm not going to do it right now, you've rejected him. Don't reject the Lord. He's the one that wants to see that you're in the kingdom of heaven and not tormented like these people that are going to be tormented on earth and in hell and the lake of fire forever. So say this prayer so that you can be united with the Lord. Say to him, my Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God and that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins. And I believe that you, Father, raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. I open the door of my heart and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus. Wash all my former filthy sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus, Holy Father, Holy Spirit, but you will save my soul. I know because your word says that all who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Therefore, I know that you have heard me, and I know that you have answered me, and I know that I am saved. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul. Now, raise your hands and praise and thank the Lord. And Sharon, tell our listening audience how they can receive a copy of uh, this program, number 765, 765, is free of charge. Go to alamoministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas 75505. Or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370. Or fax to area code 479-782-7406. All right. I'm World Pastor Tony Alamo. If you'd um, make sure you tune in tomorrow for another extension of this message, the book of Revelation. And... Um, you know, we people here on earth are letting a lot of days slip by. Any day that you don't serve the Lord, you've let that day slip by. And millions of souls may be lost by you not working in the Spirit on every day. Here I am to sing for you the days we let slip by. The days we let sleep by forever Never will return Like robins in the springtime When a day has come and gone It is then a part of eternity and time The days we let sleep by What we can do tomorrow for us Tomorrow never comes And we're the guilty ones 
Oh 